Presented by the Hockey Shop. Source for Sports Surrey, thehockeyshop.com. This is In Goal Radio, the podcast. Oh, welcome in, ladies and gentlemen. We are going to chat with Pete Fry in the Censoring a Feature interview coming up. Pete Fry, the goalie mindset guy. We will also spend some time over at the Hockey Shop. Source for Sports Surrey, thehockeyshop.com. In our gear segment, the Bauer Supreme Mock Line uh, is going to be unveiled uh, for your pleasure between Kevin Woodley, the co-founder of Ingle Magazine, and Cam Matwip, and we're also joined by the other co-founder of Ingle Magazine, David Hutchison, as we uh, get set to talk a lot about what's going on in the Stanley Cup playoffs and a little bit about visits to the hockey shop outside of Cam and Kevin. Uh, that, in just a little bit, uh, you guys doing okay up there? We are. We are. It's nice to be back in Vancouver uh, the road trips have ended. Uh, Montreal for CCM visit, Edmonton for my daughter's volleyball, where we came, where we we did the the intros last week. Nice to be home in large part because it means I get to go to the hockey shop, and I can tell you right now that there may not be a better time of year to be a goaltender and at the hockey shop, whether it's online at thehockeyshop.com or in person at the hockey shop uh, out in Surrey, the suburb suburban. Uh, Vancouver area. It is just packed with new stuff. A lot of it you'll see here in the coming weeks. We saw at the start of it last week with the CCM Access 2. We'll have the Bauer mock this week. But this stuff is not only available for order. Some of it is already on the shelves. Uh, the Bauer mock sticks, which we'll get to in our reviews in a couple of weeks. They've got a huge inventory of those in already. Some really cool features there. Uh, I saw that the new Bauer mock chest protector was on the wall. The CCM Axis 2 chest protector uh, was there for goalies to try on. I was there the other day to visit our friend Aiden Shaw, who did such a good job of using the podcast to force his dad, Corey, to come to the <laughs> hockey shop well in town for his sister's hockey tournament. So I went in to see him. And it was great to see him. Always nice to see our loyal listeners. Had a little surprise for him. But also, it was packed. Like, it was just packed with goalies. And I know we think of August and September getting ready for the new year. No, now's the time to go in and check out all the new gear. Uh, if you're looking at custom orders, uh, get in there now. The Hockey Shop or thehockeyshop.com. Get ahead of it for your next year's equipment. There's no better place to get set up. Um, if you're like Aiden and his dad, Corey, they order all their gear, even though they're visiting from out of town, that's where they get all their gear, uh, from the hockey shop.com. It was, uh, it was great to be down there and Hutch. We also got to be down there. We got to see Bauer mock, uh, have some demo sets, saw pros getting fitted for the new connect skate. Um, we got fitted for the new connect skate, exciting times at the hockey shop.com. Pretty cool to be around there. Uh, that day when there was just a whole bunch of pros just wandering into the hockey shop to get fitted for this new, uh, well, I'll leave it to you, Hutch, sort of ex explain to us a little bit, a little more about the Connects Gate. Well, yeah, sure. Bauer just uh, reaches out to some of the guys that they work with from sort of major junior up to pro and wanted to fit these guys with the new Connects Gates. Obviously, it's uh, for those of you who are not familiar with it, the new Connects Gate has a I guess a plastic outer shell and an inner lining that reminds me of the old Lang skates that I loved when I was a youngster. Uh, it's a huge change. It looks more like a, a skinny ski boot than anything. And so to sort of expect that the guys who wear your skates would suddenly switch over to this, I think is it's a big leap of faith. So what they're doing is they're fitting uh, any other guys that they're interested in these skates to give them a chance to get them on the ice ahead of the season before they decide if that's 
where they want to make the switch for for the coming year. So as Woody said, we were in the hockey shop and and one of our guys got to get fitted in them as well as the uh, the pros and, and college guys that were there. And um, I actually got to get out on the ice with three of them uh, the next day to, to see them experience the new skate for the first time. Um, comfortable, comfortable, comfortable was the response and incredible uh, mobility in them. It wouldn't, you, you might assume that you wouldn't, but that forward and backward pitch in your skates is uh, so freeing. It's a little bit jarring. In fact, uh, to be honest with, with some guys, they're even restricting that mobility because it's so much compared to what they're used to. Um, initial on ice reports that they're much easier to get up out of your uh, RVH in. And, uh, and and it is a bit of an adjustment, but it, it seems like all the guys are really happy with them so far. So, yeah, really cool that we got to be part of that experience. And, of course, that included some some fittings and you got to get a bit of an inner side, inner look at, at what they get to do for the guys at the top levels of the game in terms of that custom process. So that was kind of cool. And I totally have brain cramped and I don't have it in front of me, the name of the material, but we should stress that as much as it's easy to call it plastic, it definitely isn't your normal plastic. Like this is a hyper thermo moldable, like the ability to mold this outer shell is kind of crazy. They showed it to us after sort of before and after a quick bake in the skate oven and how much it molds around to your foot. So there's very much a, as much as we think of ski boots as being a generic plastic shell, this one very much becomes a custom molded, custom fitted one. So it doesn't launch till July um, in terms of retail, late July, I believe as well. But we're going to be all over the the overviews and previews and reviews of this. Uh, So more on that coming at ingoalmag.com and and here uh, on the podcast in the coming months as they get ready for the launch of the Connect Skate, which as much as we talk about it being something that you know goalies need some time to try out, I know Jake Ottinger loved it last summer, um, but wanted to stick with his regular skates and, and give it, like he's going to go, the plan is to switch to it. Um, but again, little time, a little more time this summer to, to try it out and get used to it. Uh, we'll have all kinds of inputs for you on on what this is all about in the coming months here at Well, there's a, uh, there's a pretty Engelbank. good goalie wearing them in the Stanley Cup playoffs right now. Some guy named Vasilevsky. Yeah. Heard of him. Observation number one, if I'm Jake Ottinger, I'm not changing a thing. <laughs> he was. I, I understand the new technology, point. but I'm not changing a thing. Uh, number two, uh, the the connect skate is a as a laceless skate there's you don't do it up right buckles. correct it's got two buckles it's got one buckle up around the ankle and one around sort of the top of the arch that molding process that woody described um like they're not making custom skates anymore it molds so well uh, after the skate itself comes out of the oven you're basically getting right then and there a skate that is custom molded to your foot you know one of the guys couldn't wear a regular skate without padding in certain spots to just alleviate some pressure points and so on. And these are with skates that fit perfectly and immediately threw those away when the, when the new connect skates fitted uh, to them. So yeah, it's, it's a, it's a game changer for sure. And it's going to be interesting to see how it proceeds. I mean, this is very much, much like the original Odin pads for Bauer. This is kind of a concept car type thing. Like, Hey, how can we, how can we change goalie skates? What can we do differently? And they went pretty radical. And there's probably going to be some adjustments along the way. They've been working really hard on the R&D side, um, you know, in terms of the buckle composition. Right now, it's a pro-level skate. Do they scale it down to, to the youth levels as well? Those are all conversations that are ongoing, all testing that is ongoing with Bauer. So it was, it was kind of fun to get a glimpse into that 
um, with the reps uh, and to see sort of that immediate, as Hutch said, like have it on the ice a day after getting molded. Like, so this is a, you know, not a custom skate where you, you get fitted and you order it and you see it like four weeks later or eight weeks later, like literally molded on, I think it was the Tuesday and they were all on the ice on the Wednesday providing feedback. So we'll be sure to be sure to share that feedback with you as we get into the process ourselves. Yeah. The next step, do other manufacturers, uh, follow suit or maybe how about this does Bauer extend this to skaters and does it end up in that regard? I, I don't know. Like you, you got to think if you're a defenseman and you've got a chance to have a really solid ski boot on the blocking shots would be, would be better, but I, I don't know. Uh, I'm curious to see what the next step is in it. As are we, I think, like I said, this is, you know, much like that Odin pad, there's going to be people that look at it and just poo poo it. You know, the idea of buckles and plastic um, but as we said with that one, give it a chance and look where they are now with that. So speaking of which, uh, where they are now is the new Bauer Supreme mock from that line. Should we get the cam and, and? have him explain the whole thing to us? Uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm fascinated about this because, uh, there's, there's a couple of tweaks here. Uh, we, we did the access to, uh, uh, last week and, and this, this Bauer mock, uh, uh, Supreme mock uh, line is good, just wowed you. And when you listen to this, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, uh, on the Ingle Radio podcast presented by the Hockey Shop, source for Sports Surrey, thehockeyshop.com, listen and wait for Woody's amazement because he can't even hide what he's about to witness in the gear segment on Ingle Radio, the podcast. Welcome back to the Hockey Shop, Source for Sports. We're downstairs in Goalie Utopia, along with Cam Matwith. That's me. And the entire mock line. Coming at you at mock speed. Anybody? Come on. That's brutal. Just brutal. Just like your hair. So today we've got the entire mock lineup sitting out in front of us. We're going to focus on the pads, glove, and blocker today. If you want to take a deeper dive into it. Let's get that goalie mask off your face. Let's let that cheddar flow and we'll take a deeper dive. I should mention though, stay tuned because after we go through the gloves and blocker in subsequent weeks, we're going to have the chest protector. We're going to have the stick. And the new enemy one. All right, we ditched all the other stuff for subsequent weeks. We're going to start now with the pads. We'll get to the blocker. We'll get to the glove. Cam, mock line. Tell me what's new, what's different. Um... What's changed in the latest in Supreme other than the name? Well, graphics is a great place to start. Uh, new updated graphic from Bauer. Um, I actually quite like it. Um, I think uh, a certain goalie told me it kind of almost looks like a circuit board for a computer. I mean, bit of a different design, bit of a different look. A little bit of a Tron feel that probably predates you. <laughs> I, you know what? I know exactly what it is, but that's fine. It's okay. You know what Tron is? Yes. Yeah, it's got a little bit of that feel. So, back of the pad, there we're going to see a lot of the changes. Stabila slide still exists, still keeps going forward. Bauer kind of pioneered that, pushed it forward. A system that truly does work. Very, very good feedback in terms of retail um, on how it's operated, how it seals, how it slides, um, and how much more stability it gives the actual pad itself. So, Stabila slide stays in the Supreme line. Stabila flex, which was the same principle, connecting the knee pad to the face of the pad, but with a little more give, stays over on the other line. Hyperlight. There we go. One thing too, when you do get into the custom territory for the gear, 
Um, you can start to blend the two lines. So if you did like Stabiliflex just a little bit more, you can add that. Obviously. You can custom a Stabiliflex knee on a mock pad? That's correct, yes. <laughs> Mind blown. One of the other bigger changes is the tune fit strap. Bauer is redesigned. We can show a better close-up of this too as well. Bit more almost like a it's a sling, like a reverse like knee brace almost, just in terms of the way it looks. Bit more adjustability in terms of like tightening it up, loosening it up, depending on your personal preference. But also within all that, it seems to me like a more simplified design as well. Early feedback, great connection to the leg, great feel. Again, simplified design. It, Works well. Classic Bauer. You come up with something, you know, innovative, new, but keep the same overall recipe kind of design. New calf support. So this go go hand in hand with the new design for that the actual thing calf. Is huge. Contain your excitement, my friend. Holy smokes. <laughs> Holy. So obviously Kevin kind of likes the calf. <laughs> I can tell you Kay Whitmore ain't letting this in the NHL. So it has a concave design to allow that calf to sit in there, but what it mainly is for is that to redesign the actual calf plate itself. So with this angled style calf plate, we can get a better seal out of the pad in combo with that calf pillow, but we can have less surface area contacting the ice. Less surface area, less friction, better slide. Overall, uh, again, the quick feedback is, is that these are just as quick as that ultrasonic, if not even a little bit quicker because of that redesign in that calf plate. One other good, really quick note, um, new boot design as well. So because of this bit more of a concave design, also flatter boot construction, this should size one-to-one -to, -one to your Hyperlite pad now. In previous series, because the boot has been thicker and also at a steeper angle, we would always recommend going down versus um, ultrasonic to Hyperlite, for example. So large ultrasonic, you'd want, sorry, an extra large Hyperlite going up. That's what I meant to say. For you tall kids. Yes, correct. For Cam, it's like from small to medium. Wear a medium pad. So he'd be a small on the other one. Well, no, we're a medium all around. But it. this thing is huge! <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> okay, so yes, quick note. I want to ratify it a little bit more in terms of for sizing. Again, one-to-one -to, -one to customers sort of thing. But as so far as we're told, it is a one-to-one size. Yeah, so we're back on, remember we did the pad size video where we had to basically say that Supreme and Vapor lines for Bauer fit differently. Correct. They've got it on the same track now by having a flatter boot break on this one. And like you said, the same sort of boot shape under the bottom. Yes. So one more quick note. Again, custom. We do have all those options in terms of um, like blending the two pads. We can adjust the stiffness profile of this pad if you did want something softer. There is even a stiffer option than this, which is pretty crazy because this is quite a bit of a stiff pad. The question would be, is there a more flexible option? There is a more flexible option, but before you cut me off again, it is a, there is a, uh, this is a stiffer pad than last year's ultrasonic. So keep that in mind. Hold on. Stiffer than the ultrasonic. This is stiffer than the ultrasonic. Not at the boot. Not at the boot, yeah, but the overall pad. Mind blown for the third time in the video. Let's go for a four. It's not much of a mind, let's be honest. It gets blown quite easily. But yeah, like I found the ultrasonic to be such a stiff pad that, uh, yeah, you're right. It's, it's, it's stiff. Glove, blocker. Let's do it. Let's be quick. Come on, you're taking up too much of my time, Cam. All right, well, I'll keep going at mock speed then. I didn't even think of that. Set him up. <laughs> so, new mock glove. What's big? What's new? What's interesting? Let's go with the fact there's no wrist strap right off the bat. Not so Cam. <laughs> what's new? What's interesting? So, in terms of for overall feel and mobility, this is excellent. I can still get that tight connected feel with the glove. They've also added um, a grip material for the finger stalls and on the thumb. 
So when I actually go to go close that glove, I can still get all that same control out of it. But now without that wrist strap, I have supreme mobility in terms of the hand presentation. Ooh, supreme, I see what you did there. I know, I'm, I'm on point today. You are. Overall feel still chase true to that Supreme line of gloves. You know, ultrasonic guys, they're, they're still gonna feel comfortable inside this glove. Break, if we're talking, remember we did the brake comparisons yeah. in one of those videos, still a 600 brake on this side? As close to a 600 brake. Once again, same recipe in terms of overall feel wise, but again, improved closure right out of the box and improved feel because of that lack of that wrist strap. Blocker. So new wrist design in terms of the actual fit and feel wise and how the strap straps up. Bit more of an open cuff as well. So we can see how low that actually comes down on Kevin's wrist overall. Again, what that does do, again, we're aiding in that mobility in terms of being able to deflect and push that board out. Same hot rebound pops that you become accustomed to with the Supreme blockers. The palm design is caught up to where the Hyperlite uh, construction was. A little so that's less tighter. material, tighter fit, like a player glove. That's correct. Still same finger adjustments that we have seen in the past with pour on on the back end of the finger stalls as well. So again, keeping the same similar recipe, but refining the design to make, again, even more mobility and a better overall feel. I do like that ability to sort of adjust each finger to, to how much, how tight it is to the finger protection with those Velcro straps in the back. Like, it seems like a small thing, but just, you know, everybody has different preferences there and that's a way to get it dialed in yourself. Sometimes all the little things add up to one big thing, right? Small things. All right, Blink-182 later. This is the power mock lineup. We've covered the pads, we've covered the blocker, we've covered the glove. Next, we'll hit the chest, the stick, and the new Enemy One helmet. So stay tuned. He's in charge, folks. Make sure you come back, leave us some comments, hit the like, smash the like, all that stuff. Make sure you subscribe on the YouTube channel so you can get these as they appear rather than having to go search for them later. We'll have the entire mock line brought to you by Cam here at the Hockey Shop and thehockeyshop.com. 604-589-8299-1-800-567-7790. If you do have any questions, especially customization, folks, come to Cam. He'll make sure that the specs you're looking for, the things you order, not only do you get them if you order through Cam, but he'll make sure to ask you the questions to make sure they're good for your game. Sometimes we get into these specs and they might not actually play how we think they will play. Cam and his crew are the people to tell you what custom order and how it's going to perform on your leg, including the new Bauer Mach Supreme line. Thanks, Thanks Cam. Thanks, Kevin. There's the Bauer Supreme Mach line and can't wait to get into the Connect skates uh, down the road. A whole lot happy, but if you want to see more of the uh, Bauer line, just watch the Stanley Cup playoffs with Andre Vasilevsky, who continues to mow down victories. Uh, interesting, though, the cross-section uh, that we have. Uh, as we record this, three of the four uh, final, final four uh, teams have been uh, determined. You've got the old guy, Mike Smith, his manufacturer, True. Uh, you have the new guy in Darcy Kemper, his manufacturer, Vaughn. And you have the familiar guy in Andre Vasilevsky in Bauer. So uh, a, a real variety of equipment there. And if you extend it down to the Rangers, we've got a Brian set. Mm -hmm. Actually two. Right. We're, we're, if Auntie Ranta is also a Brian's guy, right? So we're pretty much guaranteed the final four, four different manufacturers. Are we surprised at that?
I think I in never, a sense, right? Because a couple of companies sort of dominate the market in the National Hockey League. So to have four different manufacturers yeah. into the final four, I, certainly a whole lot of fun for everybody, isn't it? Well, and interestingly enough, uh, we still have CCM represented as well. Uh, Sticks department. Right. Um, Mike Good Smith, Chuck, Mike Smith, one of the best puck hunters in the league. Chuck and CCM, Auntie Ranta in a CCM. Uh, I can't even remember. What is Igor Shesterkin launching his like two apples the other night? What's he launching pucks with? Because I want one of them. He's just unbelievable. Um, but, you know, interestingly enough, like the one thing on the Mike Smith one in true, and this is, you know, to me where it's interesting to sort of see some of the customizations that these guys are wearing. Bassey's still actually in the Hyperlite pad is like Smitty's wearing a pad from true that you can't buy at retail. Like you, we can't get it. Like that's a premier two. That's, that's the old CCM premier two pad. Like he's still in that model. Same with Connor Hellebuck. They haven't switched out of it. Um, but Joe blow retail can't go get that pad. So it's, I think, and I do, this isn't meant at all as a, a shot at true. It's more that I think when you dig into some of the specs of some of these guys, there's a lot more of that than we realize uh, in terms of it yeah. not being what's on the wall and what's for sale. And I think one of the things that we're looking forward to when we get back into the locker rooms, hopefully next season, because uh, it's been a couple of years with the pandemic, is being able to sit down with these guys and get a real feel for not just what specs they have, at least the ones that are aware of it, because I'm going to be honest with you, some of them just have had it for 10 years and they don't want to change. A lot of them yeah. have just had it for 10 years and they don't want to change. So they couldn't tell you what it is. They just want the same damn thing. Um, but why? Like, why do you want the pad to be stiffer here or more flexible there? And I can't wait to be back in the room and start to have those conversations again and share them with our audience. And be up close and being able to see it firsthand too. Yeah, for sure. Um, Igor Shesterkin uses a warrior stick, Woody. So there you go. There There's go. another yes. manufacturer potentially into the final four i i think darren just as we talked about all those different manufacturers it speaks to something that Ingol has tried to do since the day we began and that's uh, full credit to woody uh we don't write reviews that say these are the best pads in order from one to four or five uh woody always wanted it to be this is what this pad does well for you and this is how it might fit your game if you like to play this way and then from there you have to decide what's best for you so obviously all great gear, and but each has a, a different sort of twist on it. And I think that Bauer Mock Love is going to be the perfect example, right? Because like it is unbelievable how good it feels going onto your hand. It really is. And as much as I think sometimes we overdo uh, that out-of-the-box, off-the-rack closure, because the reality is it just takes a little break-in process and you get past that, it, it is remarkable how well it closes off the box and how good it feels on your hand. They've done a remarkable job but it's still a 600 break and not every goalie wants a 600 break. So, you know, does it close great? Does it feel great? Does it catch pucks great? Those will all be elements of our review of the Bauer mock, which we have coming up. But the one caveat is going to be, it's a 600 break and not every goalie, especially guys that really like to handle the puck and Turco grip are comfortable turning that hand over in a 600 break. Now it's got a nice grip to it on the inside of the palm that, that like, a, like I think it's so, like it does that, but not every goalie is going to want that. And that's the point. Like there is no, this is the best glove I've ever felt. Everybody needs to use it. It's man, this glove feels amazing off the wall. It feels great on my hand. Now the next question is how does it close? How does it feel? 
does it fit my game? And those are the questions we try and answer uh, for our readers in the reviews, especially the deep dive reviews. Um, really try and get into all those different aspects. And that's why we have multiple testers trying the gear for us. We have new people always checking out the podcast, uh, new to goaltending, uh, parents as well. So you mentioned 600 break. Can, can you briefly just give us the Coles notes of 600, 590, all, all the, the different breaks? In the well, clubs? what I would do is refer you to our YouTube video um, that we did a little while back that sort of, you know, goes over. And we use that kind of like, because it's become sort of industry standard um, 595, 80, 600. Uh, those are sort of the nomenclature from CCM. True uses the same, but you know, every, every company sort of has gloves that, you know, fit with somewhat close to those different break angles. Brian's a bit of an exception. Um, and so we try and explain it the best in that video, but essentially like a 600 break, the layman's terms, think of it more of a first baseman's mitt where that pocket is out extended away from your hand, out past it as opposed to being on top of your hand. If you were to hold it, you know, out at the side, the pocket sticks out and it's more of like when you close it, it's more your thumb goes to the tip of your index finger rather than your index finger pulling into your palm. So again, check out the video because it explains it better, but in in sort of simplest terms, more of a first baseman's mitt and you close with your fingers to the tip of your thumb rather than your fingers pulling into your palm. And that's where that turco grip becomes a little bit different because we think of turning our hand over in a turco grip, we really do pull our the fingers of our hand into the palm to get that grip strength and that grip pressure. Uh, interesting too, uh, when we talk about the the goaltenders that are into the final four and the other two potential uh, guys to join them in Antiranta and Igor Shesterkin, you have guys at totally different points of their careers too. Like it's it's a really neat collection of goaltenders and nationalities. You you have the potentially of two Canadians, two Russians, uh, if, if it comes to that. Uh, although if Ranta gets in, you you have uh, a little more variety. But uh, there's there's a lot going on with the final four. Goaltending is a worldwide community, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And and I think that's one of the things I talked about before the playoffs. I was just curious, you know, are we going to see somebody be the breakthrough guy of the year? I don't think we've seen that now. But at the same time, I was sort of implying that in the playoffs, uh, different people come forward. And as you said, different ages, different nationalities. I think uh, diff- different brands we just talked about. What, what an opportunity for fans of goaltending, no matter how you sort of line up, whether it's with your team, your country, your gear, whatever. Uh, we can enjoy this uh, playoff now from so many different angles. Uh, the Finnish Aranta trying to disrupt the uh, Canadian-Russian assault on the uh, Stanley Cup semifinals uh, with Igor Shosturkin poised to match up against Andre Vasilevsky if they can win Game 7. As we record this, we're looking forward to that. And then Mike Smith versus Darcy Kemper in the Western Conference Final. And everybody needs to reset and get ready. And that kind of takes us into our Sense Arena feature interview this week with Pete Fryhutch. Sure does. Pete Fry has been a friend of the program for many, many years. Uh, I got to meet him when he started working with my son when he was, I want to say, about nine years old. Uh, Pete is a mindset guy. He himself was a goaltender drafted into the National Hockey League. And uh, but he recognizes, as he says in this interview, you will hear um, that his career stalled because he did not have the right mindset. He didn't have the right mental approach to the game. And uh, later on in his career, he 
decided to study it intensively to try and understand what it was that he should have been doing, could have been doing. And now he works with goaltenders all around the world. We have met many a pro who uh, testifies that uh, Pete has had a big role in their development of their career. Quite often we'll be doing a podcast interview and his name will just come up and we didn't even realize that Pete worked with him. So uh, Pete is... Um, shares a whole bunch of great tips in this interview. I do suggest that you you listen in and enjoy because we made the point of leaving the interview with uh, one takeaway at least for everybody who's listening to this show. Whether you are a goaltender, whether you are a goalie coach, or whether you are a goalie parent, there's something in this interview uh, to help your development of the game, development of the goaltenders you work with, to help your enjoyment of the game. And uh, make you ultimately make goaltenders play better when they're on the ice. So um, great. Thanks to Pete for joining us this week. And Darren, thanks to Sensorina for joining us as well. Uh, Sensorina provides these uh, feature interviews to people every week by sponsoring them with us. And uh, Sensorina, another company that wants to help goaltenders all around the world. And there are goaltenders of all nationalities at all levels of play using Sensorina, a virtual reality training system for goaltenders to help them become better on the ice. The summer, I think, is an incredible time to get into Sensorina if you haven't tried it before. Access to ice is not the same at this time of year as it normally is. You might not be on a team right now. You might not be in a group that's skating with a chance to practice. Beer league guys are probably shut down completely. And Sensorina allows you to get out there in a very, very realistic situation to learn how to track pucks, read releases, follow plays, even understand individual power play scenarios. And then there's a whole suite of sort of neurocognitive tools that help you uh, become better with your reading of things, of your hand-eye coordination, of identifying multiple threats, processing multiple things. There's just a huge suite of tools in Sensorina. And now they've even added an app so that goaltenders, even if you're not a Sense Arena user, can get tips every day uh, to improve their goaltending. So I do suggest that whether you're a Sense Arena user or not, go to the App Store, download the new Sense Arena app, get involved there, and then uh, hopefully give Sense Arena a chance to make you a better goaltender this summer. Sense Arena, Sense Arena VR, bringing you the feature interview on In Goal Radio, the podcast. Here is Pete Fry, the goalie mindset guy. So for the second time, we are pleased to welcome Pete Fry, the goalie mindset guy to the In Goal Radio podcast. Pete works with goaltenders around the world on their mindset, helping them to become better goaltenders and get more out of the game. And today... Just as a bit of a teaser, we're going to have a few immediate takeaways from our discussion so that everybody at home, whether you're a goalie, a coach, or even a goalie parent listening in, will have something that you can take away and, and actually try today. So, Pete, welcome. Thanks for joining us today. Thanks, Hutch. It's always a, an honor to be on with you. And, you know, I look up to you and Woody so much. You guys do such a fabulous job with Ingold Mag, and I'm just happy to be able to contribute in any, any little way I can. <laughs> well... Well, too kind of you. And and speaking of contributing in ways that you can, full disclosure to everybody out there, uh, Pete has worked with my son, Matthew, since he was, I don't know, Pete, probably he was younger than 10, wasn't he? Yeah, he was, he was pretty tiny back then. And he's grown to be a giant. <laughs> Literally. Pete is so full of energy, so relentlessly positive that I swear I've never heard you speak a negative word in all the years that I've known you, Pete. How do you do it? 
I, I think that, that that is a fantastic question. Before I was 23 or 24 years old, I think mainly when I talked, I talked negative. I had no idea about the power of positive thinking and the power of, of mindset. And, and that's what drives me. I think I went through so much pain when I played as far as feeling literally depressed, feeling unconfident, feeling in fear. And it was just so painful during my career that that's what drives me to do what I do today. If I can help goaltenders feel happier when they're, when they're in their goalie career, feel more confident, be more successful and, and achieve a lot more than, than what they would have done otherwise. That's what really motivates me and pushes my buttons to, to get up and, and go as hard as I can every day to help as many goalies as I can have powerful goalie careers. I walk away with a smile on my face every time we have a conversation, Pete, so mission accomplished. For, for those of you who want to know more about Pete's career and his sort of experience in the game, the first uh, time he joined us, I think it was episode 125. We'll have a link in the show notes. Please go listen to that and, and you'll get to learn a lot more about Pete. But we'll just circle back briefly. And I almost hate to now, Pete, that you talked about it being a painful career. But let's let's just circle back briefly um, so that people who are hearing this for the first time know a little bit about you. You played your minor hockey in Victoria and then you were called up to the Western Hockey League as a 15-year-old. So what was that experience like? jumping from, you know, minor hockey to effectively the highest level you could play at your age. Back then for me, it was like, it was, it was fearful. It was fearful the whole time that I went there. I was, I was scared. I was, I was anxious and I was not very confident. It was, it was, it was an interesting experience when, when I look back and, and going back on that, if, if I could change it through what I know now, I definitely would have. And, and I've seen your son, Maddie, like at the same age, get brought up, but also go in a game and perform and just perform very, very well. So, uh, yeah, yeah, it's, uh, it was, it was awesome. Well, maybe, maybe that experience you've been able to pass down to guys like Maddie so that they're ready. Can, I mean, can you really create confidence, Pete, through work you're doing, or does it just come through luck and, and the experiences that you live? Well, when I played, I, I didn't think I could. Now, through what I've done with like the studying of the mind and utilizing it with goaltenders from all levels, from goalies when they're in the National Hockey League all the way down to goalies when they're 10, 11, and 12 years old, I have found that like I could show you right now in, in, in two seconds. Like, for example, I want to ask you right now, and let's just, let's just, we got to be 100% up front. What on the scale of one to 10, what level of confidence are you at right now? What would you say? I probably an eight. An eight. Okay. Let's say you, yeah. so you're an eight, right? And, and you're sitting, you're not standing. Normally I'll do it with goalies. Well, well, they are standing. So you're an eight. Now, what I want you to do as you're sitting there, I want you to sit like someone who is not very confident. Slouch your shoulders forward, droop your facial muscles, breathe shallow. And now, Put images in your head of someone who's not very confident. Images of maybe having a bad day at work or no one liking the podcast or negative images. Go back to recall situations when you didn't feel very confident. Just by moving that way and have those negative images in your head, what level of confidence are you at right now on a scale of one to 10? Uh, it's, Pete, it's working. I don't know, five or six. Definitely, you're bringing me down. 
That's not what that's not what you're around for, Pete. I know. I love this. I love this. And goalies are like, what? You're supposed to help me make me feel confident, not not confident. The reason I do that exercise is so the next time, because things go in seasons, we have ups and downs. The next time that you're not feeling confident, you can recognize that, hey, I created this. It wasn't from that outside circumstance. It's how I internalized it through how I moved and what I focused on. Now, what I want you to do is sit like someone who's totally confident, like powerful, shoulders back, chin up, like you have a Superman cape on. Yes. And now put images in your head. Now you're a goaltender, right? Put images in your head of you making a glove save, a breakaway save. You feel like you can stop every puck. You feel like you can make every save. You're a wall. You are a great goalie. Other goalies want to be just like you. Coaches want you on their team. GMs want to sign you. Scale of one to 10. Confidence right now. Where are you at? Uh, I, I just imagined I was Kevin Woodley there, so I'm up to a nine. <laughs> there you go. Now, who created that? I think we both did. I think we both did because your I, words are pretty powerful, Pete. Seriously, like hearing yeah. them made a big difference because it, it's it's inspiring. But but I get your point. I definitely had a big role in that. Yes, through how you move and what you focus on. To me, that was the very best way to answer your question. Yeah, that's good. Is, is to demonstrate it and, and to show it. Yeah, no, that's awesome. I hope everybody listening in gave it a try as well and and got, got some of the experience because that's what we wanted today was some takeaways, wasn't it? Okay, so you... Played in the Western Hockey League, had a long career in the Western Hockey League, and then got drafted into the National Hockey League. Tell us about that. Well, once again, I go back <laughs> to my, my mindset at the time. I, I never worked on the mental part of the game. And when I got drafted, I still remember Marshall Johnson calling. He was director of player personnel for New Jersey Devils and saying, Pete, okay. we've just drafted you. Welcome. He had a pretty deep voice. Welcome to the New Jersey Devils. Look forward to seeing you at training camp. Welcome to our organization. And I hung up the phone and my first thought was, I don't have a chance. Oh, no. And a big thing that I talk to goalies now is about being in the athlete mindset. I was, without even knowing it, stuck in the fan mindset. You see, I was studying all the goalies that New Jersey had. And they had six solid goaltenders, including a goaltender that you recently had on here. Kirk McLean was one of their guys at the time. Mm-hmm. And I remember going, I don't have a chance. Why did they draft me? What are they trying to make fun of me? I have no idea. Why did they, why did New Jersey draft me? And that was the question that I asked instead of, you know, because questions control your focus and they can help you with your motivation. Instead of questions like what's great about this, what's one thing I can do today to become a better goalie. How can I go to training camp this year and make the New Jersey devils? What do I need to do to do that? And that that's my, that's my thinking now with goaltenders. And so like I have goalies that I'm working with right now that they're most likely going to be drafted in the upcoming draft. And so right now I'm like, you don't care about the draft. You don't care who drafts you. It doesn't matter. What you care about right now is preparing so that when you go to training camp this year, you're going there to make that team. And a lot of guys will say, well, what are you talking about? They haven't even drafted yet. How can they go and make the NHL team once they, once they get drafted this year, because you know they don't take 18-year-olds in the National Hockey League. It doesn't matter. If you, if you change your thinking and you have that clear picture of you making the team this year, 
your motivation is going to be higher. You're going to do a lot more. So you show up to training camp a lot better. Like when I got drafted and I went to training camp, we did our fitness testing. The coach told me I was literally the lowest in the whole training camp as far as my conditioning goes, because I didn't think I could make it. So I didn't put in the work and being in shape, that's hundred percent controllable. So going back to my experience, it was not very good. And it was my fault. If I could go back, I would have focused on the controllables and have been in the, what I call the athlete mindset, not the fan mindset. And that's what I work on with goaltenders now. So that they're already seeing themselves making the team before they even go to training camp. When you were going through your career after the Western League, your pro career, was there some specific situation or maybe a goalie partner who was really dialed in mentally? What sort of made the light go off for you and decide that you wanted to learn more about this? There, there was, there were, there were guys that I played with who were really good guys I played against that were phenomenal, like, like Billy Ranford, who you've, you've had on here. Mm-hmm. I remember playing against Bill Ranford and he was dialed in or Joe Sackick, who's now the GM of the Colorado Avalanche playing against him or playing with Cam Neely in Portland, who's now the president of the, 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 the Boston Bruins. So I played with a lot of great players, like a ton that have played in the national hockey league yet because I didn't have the belief, I wasn't looking for that. And so all those opportunities, all those great learning experiences just pass me by because I let them pass me by because I wasn't dialed into what I needed to be dialed in on to be super, super successful as a goaltender. And I remember after Jeff Glass played his first game for Chicago Blackhawks and Elliot Friedman from Hockey Night in Canada had me on. And I talked to him, I talked to Elliot Friedman about the, the movie Dumb and I was like in the movie Dumb and Dumber at the end when the bus goes by and they're like, we're looking for two guys who can oil us up every day. And, and Jim Carrey's <laughs> like, well, there's a town about five miles that way. You'll find two guys there. And that's what I was like when I played because I did not have a clear picture of where I wanted to play. And now having said that, the, the question was, when did it all dawn on me? Mm-hmm. After I was done, I had played a year in Sweden. I, and in my mind, so I had a really good, at least like first half of the year in Sweden. And I was certain I was going to go back. I was going to sign to go back. And I wanted to go back to the same team. The economy kind of fell out. They couldn't re-sign me. There was offers from other teams, but the agent was like, no, 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 it's less money. Don't do it and stuff like that. So, but by then it was too late. And I, I, I didn't really, I probably had somewhere to go, but there was no contract on the table and I didn't have their persistence. Like you know, I work with guys on having that, that persistence when they don't have contracts. Now, like Zane McIntyre, who didn't mm-hmm. get a contract till almost halfway through the year this year and almost played for the Minnesota Wild at the end of the year. He was their number three guy and played mm-hmm. phenomenally in Iowa. He was basically an all-star the last half of the season. So I discovered this stuff after, after I played, after I was done playing. I had a neighbor who basically lent me this personal development program and said, and she probably thought, man, this guy's negative. He needs this stuff. So, so I started going through it and I was like, oh my God, this makes sense. And so I, I think I was in so much pain that I just dove right in and I studied everything I could as far as the mind goes, went to as many seminars as I could, you know, did the, the, the fire walks, the glass walking, the fire eating, all that did whatever I could to improve my mind. Cause I figured, you know, if I can master my mind, 
then I can really help other goaltenders. Okay. So that's a bit of a background. And just a reminder, people can go back to episode 125 and listen in to learn a whole lot more. And there's some great Pete stories from his career in the Western League and then as a pro. Um, I really encourage people to go listen. But we're here today to maybe give a few things to people that are playing goal or they're fans of the game, their parents, their coaches. I want people to have some takeaways here today. So first off, Pete, we are in the middle of the National Hockey League playoffs as we are recording this. What has stood out for you in the playoffs that from a mindset perspective would be a good lesson for others to reflect on? I think one thing that a lot of people will probably pick up on or very familiar with is the, the save that, and, and he's a really good goaltender, but the save that Mike Smith didn't make from the, from the far blue line. Hang on, hang on. Language, super important. Not many people will notice what you just said there, but that was a very Peteism, I will call it. The save he didn't make. Everybody talks about the bad goal for you. It's a save you didn't make. Let's just go to go into that for a second. Yes, yes, yes. In fact, if I can say any goalie coaches that are listening, please, I plead with you, change your language when you're talking to your goaltenders because images in our head are so important. And the reason a lot of goalies get anxiety and nervousness is because they, they say the words and they hear the words all the time. Don't get scored on. They scored on me. The goal that Mike Smith let in, the goal that when Mike Smith got scored against, all those are negative images in the head. Simply say, I made the save or I didn't make the save. In fact, there is a short YouTube clip of Carey Price saying that after a game when reporters are drilling him with questions, you know, reporters don't always have the the very most positive questions. Some of the reporters (laughs) after that, I know Ingle is different. Kevin's but different you, you know what sure, I mean? Like yeah. some of these, those negative reporters, they're, they're just looking for dirt, right? And, and Kerry Price, after a game, when they're asking him, he said, they said two things. One is, what, what happened there? How come you didn't let that goal in? Or how come you let that goal in? And, and he's like, well, I simply didn't make the save, is what he mm-hmm. said, which, which is a powerful image for the, for the head. And then the other thing was neat. I'm going to take it one step further about his belief is at the end of the interview, the reporter's like, Carrie, Carrie, and he's leaving, he's leaving the interview. Like, Carrie, Carrie, do you think you think you could have think you could have stopped that puck? Because that's what that's what they said to him, right? Like, what a question to ask a goal. I remember like, this. Yeah, so he sticks his head back and he's like, I feel, he didn't say I think, he said, I feel like I can make every save, or I feel like I can stop every puck. Yeah, beautiful. I thought that was that was powerful. So, so that whole language scenario that I put together. That was actually based off what I first heard from Kerry Price. And I thought there's more to this. And I just dug into it. Mm-hmm. And it's awesome. And sometimes feels a little silly, but we, we do use it around the house all the time. Like, I don't know, I'll be making dinner and I, you can just tell when a goal's happened from listening to the TV. I mean, what happened? What happened? And anybody else would probably say, you know, Joe Smith just scored, but no, it's just didn't come up with the save. We just, and we, we laugh and joke, but it's, you know, it's important. I agree. Much better for, much better for goalie talk around the household. So parents as well, too, make sure you eliminate saying letting the goal or got scored on, change it with made the save or didn't come up with the save. The other reason that's so important too, is it gives the goalies a sensor. If I say I didn't come up with the save, that's me. That's my responsibility. doesn't mean it's a goalie's fault yet. You always want to get better. Yeah. And those, that's actually good words there, Pete, like fault versus responsibility, right? 
Yes. Yeah, exactly. No matter what, if it's five on all, we want, we want it. We, you know, we want to make that save for sure. No matter what. And like I said, just a better image in the head. It gives us a lot more responsibility as opposed to saying they scored on me because that takes the responsibility away from ourselves. Yeah. Perfect. And says that we've wandered down the garden path here big time though. You started to tell me about the save that Mike Smith didn't come up with. So talk to us again about that. Okay. My fault. That's all right. And I'm going to, I'm going to pre frame this. I'm not sure if that's the right word with Mike Smith is a great goaltender. Yep. He's done a lot for the Edmonton Oilers this year and is a lot in his career. I have a lot of respect for Mike Smith. As do we. There are, there are peaks and valleys as we play. And if, if you go back to that and you look at that, that what was happening was Edmonton was on the power play. They had the puck. They were just bringing it over the blue line and it just got turned over. Boom, quick shot. He didn't make the save. Now, it go back and it's easy to say, okay, well, he just needs to dial it in. So the system that I use with goaltenders, I know if he uses this system, this, it's not happening again to him ever. I can almost guarantee it. And what that is, is that's the three mental zones. And the, there is the... And the three, I'm not going to go through the, all the mental zones because there, there is another, I think I've talked about it in previous, previous podcasts. Yeah, we've had articles an article that article for sure. People, yeah. yeah, people can go look it up. So I'll go right into the, the transition between mental zone two and three. So mental zone two is when you are dialed right in. You're maximizing your concentration calories. You're all out focusing. Now we can only do that for a certain amount of time. And you have to single task. I, well, when I say single task, to me, single task is the puck and the play, which is more than a single task in itself, mm-hmm. right? So what happens is our, our mind cannot focus on two things. It, it goes back and forth. There's no multitasking. So it goes back and forth. As soon as we had a third, one of those two drops. So you go back to that and, and you rewatch that situation. You got the puck and the play. There was something else in his mind that he was going through that, that he was, he was, watching or he was he was just resting a little bit too early he got into what i call mental zone three 80 20 a little bit too early mm-hmm. the, the you go into mental zone three which is 80 percent rest 20 percent aware of what's happening you go into that when your team has full control down the far end from the far blue line out they didn't quite have full control yet so to me that's still a mental zone two where he's dialed right in he's looking at the puck, he's aware of the threats. If he's doing that, I believe sincerely that he's making the save on that one just by that mm-hmm. little bit of an adjustment. There you go. And that's that's a great example. And, and as you said, people can go check out the article and learn a little bit more about that. Um, I, I loved how Smitty also faced the music. He came out after and he was one of the guys available to everybody at the press conference and was happy to talk about it. And I think that shows an incredible mental strength right there. Because as you say, That's we great. all make mistakes, right? And yeah, yeah. Did, did did he say? I don't know. What was that? What was that defenseman doing screening me? What, <laughs> they got the far no, blue he didn't. line. And, and you know, one <laughs> of the joking. things. I mean, maybe it's just the internet, but uh, I noticed so many people because after the goal, he sort of held his hands up um, in frustration, and everybody sort of jumps to the immediate conclusion that he's looking for somebody to blame. I mean, who says he wasn't blaming himself there? Who says it was? Oh, I can't believe I just did that, or. I, I think it's a, a da- dangerous territory to start putting thoughts into other people's heads. It, it, exactly. Exactly. I, and 
I believe that it was more with himself. Why he put, you know, he put his hands up. He was like, what the heck? What was my mind was wandering? What was I thinking? Yeah. Yeah. Easily. Okay. So as, as the playoffs are going on here in uh, the national hockey league, I think for most young goaltenders, it's spring hockey is just about done or we're close to it. Do you have any specific mindset advice that you would give for this time of year as we're transitioning into the off season? Uh, do we need a break on the mental side in some way? And and what would you suggest to people? Great question. I think at some point you need a, you need a break from everything for a couple weeks, just a couple weeks. Now, as far as the mindset, there's still we have so many thoughts running through our head each day, and we have there's a thing called momentum. I still recommend that goalies do affirmations every morning, even during, say, those two weeks when they're taking a break, like affirmations like, I am a great goalie. I am a wall. I feel like I can stop every puck. I feel like I can make every save. I think something like that is 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 critical to do all the time consistently, just like an ongoing mental muscle. You don't even need to think about it. You just do it. It becomes part of your DNA, so to speak. Mm-hmm. The other thing that I would recommend for guys to do is to take some time and just look in, you know, how can I, what can I do to, to get better with my mind? There, there is a, there is a, a and I'm, I, I guess it's a plug for the program yet. I don't know if it is because we're, we're, we're not charging for it. We're still developing it. There's a, a, a system that we've come out with mainly specifically for goaltenders. It's called concentrationgym.com. Anyone can use it for free right now. A lot of goalies are familiar with concentration grids. And a lot of sports psychologists will recommend concentration grids to get better. We've taken that and we've moved that to a whole level for goalies where there's seven difficulty levels that simulates for a goaltender. Like one of the difficulty levels is what we call urgent eyes, where when you're looking for the next number on the grid, they all disappear for three seconds. Okay. Then they come back on. Just like someone standing in front of you and moving. The other one is as you're looking for a grid, a hockey player appears on the screen and you have to click the hockey player's stick before you go back to the next number. So that simulates for goaltenders that you have to look off the puck sometime. You can't just look at the player. You got to know where a stick blade is. Because if you Mm -hmm. push out and it's a lefty as opposed to a righty, you want to push out to where the stick is, not to where the Mm -hmm. player is. And there's different levels with simulate different. There's a being in the moment one where they shuffle every time. So that's an example. I recommend do that 10 minutes a day. That's all you need to do. Nice relaxing thing you can do in the off season. For those who aren't familiar, we've had some concentration grid articles at ingolmag.com and Pete's done a live webinar with us going over them. Fairly simple. You're just clicking numbers in order as they appear randomly on a grid, but you throw a whole lot of goaltending curveballs at it. So cool activity for the summer for sure. It's a great one. Hey, now another another great thing to do uh, when I come close to your city is I, I am doing a, a tour this summer where I get to spend a whole day with, with goaltenders, working on the mindset, developing a plan for this season. So they have a really, really strong mindset, all that good. And I don't want to get into a promotion for that right now, but that is something that I, I know would be 100% beneficial for goaltenders to do as well too. Awesome. Well, we'll circle back to that before we're finished for sure. But if you're a goaltending coach, what, what can you do day to day to help your young goalies improve in this area? Well, I, I think goalie coaches can get even better results if they start to apply 
number one, what's called the, the 23% rule. And I know uh, uh, who does this really well, really well, Brad Kirkwood. Okay. In Calgary. Does it really well. Works for the Canadian yes, National yes. Women's Team and all yes. sorts of goaltenders in Calgary. Yep. Yeah. I've seen him doing some exercises on the ice where the goalies have their eyes closed and they're, they're visualizing. They're doing movements like they're visual. Yeah, we've doing actually got an article at Ingle that Brad did with his uh, national team goaltenders working with their eyes closed. So check that one out, folks. So sorry, Pete. I keep interrupting with my infomercials here. <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. So the 23% rule. So for you guys that don't know what the 23% rule is, you got to work it into your, your every day as a goaltender for, for a goalie coach, all, all your practices. So how that works is there's a study on basketball players. For one month, they didn't let them go near a basketball court. They didn't let them touch a basketball. University of Chicago was done, and it was done in Europe as well, too, the study. And they found that their free throw percentage improved 23% after 30 days just through visualizing without touching a basketball. Now, of course, you've all heard of Arnold Schwarzenegger. He was big on that as well, too, on the visualization when he would do his, his, his workouts. Now, how do you add, so I call it the 23% rule. How do you add that in to your practices as a goalie coach? The night before practice, they need to be writing down what's one skill they want to get better at and running that movie the night before. Then forget about it. Let it just, let the subconscious mind do its work. So with your goaltender, if you have one thing that's going to bring that goaltender to the next level, tell them that. Tell them to write it down. Do a, it's, it, we have, it's all on the Goalie Mindset Academy. They, 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 they write it down, then they do a drawing of getting better at that skill. Not because they need to be a great artist. When they're doing that drawing, the neurons start firing off in the brain. And then they visualize it. And then when they go to practice, they apply it. So that's one thing is the night before practice. The two is after practice. They need to be journaling, writing down their five biggest successes. Five things they did well. Once again, that's the 23% rule. The so, so just to keep this really simple and short, I won't get into it too, too detailed yet. I'll get texts from goaltenders all the time and they'll say, Pete, thanks for the help. Thanks for the session. Thanks for the pregame visualization, whatever it is. I had a great game. The two saves I didn't make were this and this. And, and they're telling me right away about the saves they didn't make. I'm like, I don't want to hear about that. I want to hear about your successes because 90% of goaltenders get into what they did wrong in the game. And that's what they focus on. And I don't know if that's because in bread and society. So the one big change that you can do now, remember that is if, if they're going over that after the game, that is the negative 23% rule. They're getting 23% worse. Hmm. So it's got to be changed to after the game. What are the five biggest successes you had? I don't care if you lost 10, nothing. What are the five biggest successes? Well, I drank water very well during my game or whatever it is, whatever it is you did well, go over those. You, you, yes, you will go through at some point ways to get better and things like that. And there's, there's ways to phrase it, which is more positive for the mind, but do that. Now, I was speaking to a group of goalies in Vancouver and Carrie Price's goalie coach from Tri-City of the, the Western Hockey League was there. And he comes up to me after. Ron is his name. Ron and he comes Pete. up to me after and he's like, Pete, that's amazing. Cause I tell him about the 23% rule. He said, when I, 
when I was working with Kerry Price, he says, after games, even if I thought he didn't do well, I, I would always, I always ask my goalies, how do you think you did? And most goalies answer with, well, and they'll stop 40 or 42 and they'll, they'll go right into the two saves they didn't make. Kerry Price was the opposite. We could lose seven, five. I think he didn't play that well. Kerry, how did you do? And he'd be like, well, I made this nice glove save, this breakaway save. And he goes, it all makes sense now. Well, all the other goalies in the league after every game were applying the negative 23% rule. Kerry Price was applying the positive. He was getting 23% better after every game. And it's crazy how that one little tweak. So the goalie coach through that one little tweak, they'll get better results from the goaltenders. Love it. Uh, I was a classroom teacher and we often talked about make sure you catch the kids being good. As soon as you catch them being good, that behavior will get reinforced forever. And, uh, and they will want to reach that standard all the time. So absolutely love it. And as a coach and as a parent, I would always leave the rink talking about that one thing that they did just beautifully that probably nobody else in the rink noticed. I saw how you beat that pass on your feet and were set for it. Just something that to others might be inconsequential, but you want to reinforce uh, in, in how they play all the time. Okay, let's just switch gears here a little bit. And mental fatigue has just really been on my mind lately, maybe because it's the end of season and kids go through so much. And especially when you reach higher levels of hockey where the stakes are really hard, really high. Coaches are on you all the time. Practices are super high, high paced. And, and you know, we have to win this next game because playoffs are around the corner. We're in the cor- in, in playoffs. How can a goaltender deal with mental fatigue? How can they deal with all that that's coming at them at once? I think the, the big thing there is to be mindful. Is what, what, what I think fatigues them is that when they're away from the game, they're, they're thinking about it. They are worrying about it. They are stressing about it. And, and that's really what's going to give them the mental fatigue. And when they're doing that, they are burning concentration calories. And so if you look at the whole, you look at the whole maximizing concentration calories and conserving them. So in a game, if you look at it in a game and you could take this to outside of the game, the three mental zones, mental zone one is when the whistle goes. Mm -hmm. The whole purpose when the whistle goes is your only job is to rest, relax, revitalize. If you do that, if you turn your focus, your flashlight on yourself for just a little bit, and you're revigorizing. I'm not sure if the right, that's the right English. You're, 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 you know what I mean? You're, you're, yeah. you are, you're gaining energy again. You may be drinking water, focusing on your breath. That's it. Being mindful. You will conserve concentration calories. Now, the same thing applies at the end when the game goes, the final buzzer goes for the game. What's your job, especially if you're in your playoff series? Like you think of some of these, these NHL guys, they got 60 days where they may play 30 games. If they're thinking about their games after they're done, they're going to fatigue out. When the whistle goes, that's when you got to go into rest, relax, revitalize. Not even if you're, and you know, you will do a review of the game, then you will shelf it, right? Review it, mm-hmm. shelf it, rest, relax, revitalize. And then apply the 23% rule before the next game, you know, do your, your visualization. So, so 
So chunk it out. It's almost like the old great speaker, Stephen Covey, who had the four different quadrants. And I think guys fatigue out if they're in the quad, the quadrant of urgent all the time. Mm-hmm. They got to be in the quadrant of doing what's important. Sleep is sleep important. Studies have shown that athletes that get 10 hours sleep, their accuracy improves. So you think of the accuracy improves a certain percentage, what that means to puck tracking. Huge. So if you, if you, if you work it backwards from that and say, okay, well, what's my, if I get my sleep, 10 hours sleep, that can be the first kind of big rock in the bucket is the sleep. And then from there, what's after sleep? Nutrition, you got hydration. And then I believe you have breathing as well too. Oxygen is your number one, number one nutrient that you can have. And so some great breathing. There's, there's Wim Hof out there. You can take a look at and study. He's got some great breathing techniques to use. He's got apps to use and stuff like that, which is really, really good, which will help with any, any fatigue. Yeah. Love, love you bringing up all those other things that I think a lot of people wouldn't look at as important to mindset. They, they probably see mindset training as in a bit of a box. I'm setting goals. I'm mentally rehearsing all these things that we all think of when we hear about mindset training and that they forget that the things like rest and nutrition and, and so on, having a routine you can trust each day, that those all feed into it in, in a, a very powerful way to use your words, Pete. Thank you. I had you on here uh, far too long, I'm sure, because I know you got a lot of stuff going on, but let's just have a couple of takeaways uh, because I promised that at the beginning of our chat, Pete, so that people who are listening to us will have something that they could try today. And I don't know, does it make sense to break it down into groups, maybe young goalies, old goalies, coaches, or do you want to just sort of have, do you just sort of have one for everybody? What are you thinking? Something that they can do today, a takeaway today. Okay. And now is that for, to get ready for next year? Is that for like, what, what's, what's, the- I don't know. I would, I would think it's just to have, to have a powerful summer, to have a powerful summer of training. Okay. To have a powerful summer. Number one, have a great morning routine, have a great morning routine. So what's a morning routine look like? Here's, here's, here's what I recommend. Here's what I recommend. When you wake up, you have your affirmations. You can just do it for one minute if you want. I am a great goalie. I am a wall. I feel like I can stop every puck. I feel like I can make every save. I am born to stop the puck. 60 seconds. Then get into a visualization. What is their ultimate for next season? Have they yet developed or created their plan for next season? And to think big, if I could play anywhere at all next year, where do I want to play? Well, whatever that answer is, run the movie of playing there. And here's the thing. It doesn't guarantee you're going to play there, but you know what it does? Your motivation when you're working out will be that much higher. Shoot for the stars. You might get to the moon. Yes, precisely, precisely. So run that movie. See yourself playing in a game next year that a lot of people say is a big game. To you, it's no big deal. But you're seeing yourself out there making save after save again and again, wearing the jersey of that team that you want to play for feeling powerful. So run that movie for at least one minute each morning. So you got the affirmations, you got the, the visualization, and then you have your in and out of confidence. Just take one minute and practice moving your body in confidence and out of confidence. 
there is a little video on YouTube. I think it's from Joel Hofer when he was a little bit younger. I'm taking him like in and out of confidence. I think you just go Joel Hofer confidence or something like that on YouTube. You should be able to find it. You can basically follow that same little, little, little routine there. That, that's three things. The other thing, I'm going to give two more. I'm going to keep it simple for the morning routine, the breathing. Wim Hof, you can try the app out for a few days. And I think it's like 50 bucks for the year. It's pretty cheap. I've, I've been doing his breathing routines now for about three months. Phenomenal, like phenomenal, like really good. And there are other breathing coaches out there, some really good stuff. I really like that. And then the other one to bring it to like the, the whole higher level, he's got a cold shower routine on his app as well too. There you go. I think it's been, I, in the last 90 days, I have not felt any warm water at all. It's been like, freezing cold showers as cold as it can get in Ooh. fact even i've done some ice baths as well too all right there so you there's go. something there's something every goaltender could try tomorrow morning to get ready for the day and to get ready for the training and maybe we could have as those takeaways you've already given one for the coaches in terms of making sure that their athletes are preparing for the ice session and then journaling afterwards and then I think we had one for parents too, because we talked about catching those kids being good. Let's not focus on what went wrong in a game or a practice, but uh, on that car ride home, point out a couple of things that you absolutely loved and, and leave it at that. How's that? 100%, 100%. Fantastic. Well, there's a ton of resources at ingolmag.com because Pete has generously contributed all kinds of articles for our, uh, our readers. And now let's just circle to the summer, Pete, because I know you're putting together a series of goalie mindset power seminars. And one of them, I think probably the first one we're doing in June with you uh, in Vancouver and effectively all around the world, because there's going to be an online component too, so that if you want to join virtually uh, with all of us, you can. So just give us a, a quick couple of minutes here. Um, what are these seminars all about? Who are they for? Uh, who might want to join us? And what are the expect experience when they get there? Okay, Finn. By the way, I'm so I'm so excited for this. Like, they're for any goalie who wants to take his or her game to the next level, who wants to have like one of their best seasons ever, who wants to just drive their confidence through the roof, who wants to be able to change their focus so it's like laser like on the puck and the play, and who wants to get rid of nervousness, relief, stress, all that stuff right there. So I'm excited. I get to spend a full day with goalies at this event. So I get to spend a full day with you. And some things that we're going to do is that you, some of the takeaways, I guess the takeaways from the event are you're, you're going to have the belief you're going to leave there having the belief that every time the puck is shot at your net, your body will find a way no matter what to get in front of it. That's one of the key beliefs that you'll, you'll take out of it. You will master the skills of visualization. We'll take you through that. Visualization is just a, is a skill similar to stopping breakaways or the RVH. And there's certain things you can do to make it more powerful, no matter how good or bad you think your visualization skills may be at the time. We will help you create a clear picture of your goalie career. And that was one of the things that I, I didn't have. And that hurt me. Like when I was drafted by New Jersey, I had no clue. So if you have that clear picture of where you want to take your goalie career, it makes it a lot easier to make the decisions and take the action. You will also learn those breathing techniques that we, we talked about. You will learn pregame preparation. So you have the best pregame routine and also pre-faceoff. 
free face-off. A lot of my clients, they will use a, a pre-face-off routine where you get to your ultimate hype level. You learn about hype, how to get to your ultimate hype. So you play your best, you're 10 out of 10 in confidence. And so your flashlight is dialed in, your, your focus is dialed in on just the puck and the play. Things like those are just a few of the takeaways. There'll be some, we'll, we'll, we'll break some boards during the event. You'll learn how to break boards, stay totally dialed in. A lot of great visualizations, a lot of great confidence exercises. And so you'll never have to, I believe, after this seminar, you know, be concerned about being unconfident when you play. There you go. And I would add, you'll have a whole lot of fun. Oh, it's, yeah. My, my goal is that it's the best day you've ever had. That's the goal. So, so I'm aiming high here. Like I said, just like, like aiming high. My goal is it's the best day you've ever had. It's a great experience. And it's not going to be some boring talk. This is going to be fully interactive. You'll be put into action right away. So, so when you come there, be ready to work in a fun way and do the exercises and improve right away. That's awesome. And I'm sure there'll be a number of the guys that you work with. So if you want to come and rub shoulders with some guys that are playing at higher levels in the game, you get that opportunity just to to see what they do and what they're up to. And I know it was huge for my son when he got to do that with you at one point. You might even get a chance to sit down with Kevin Woodley and talk goaltending because Kevin's going to be there as well. So uh, in goal crew will be there. Pete will be there. That's going to be, I think, June 25th in Vancouver. And then there's going to be uh, some in other areas around North America as well because Pete moves around. But uh, your first shot is with us on the 25th, whether you want to do it online or come see us in person. Pete, as always, thank you for spending some time with us today. Thanks, Hutch. It, it's a pleasure. Love you guys and uh, can't wait to the next time. All right. Have a great day. Have a powerful day. Okay, Pete. you too. You make it a powerful day. There is a guy, well, guys, Hutch, I love hanging out with you, but uh, you and you and Pete, who I could spend uh, hours with uh, listening, and I'm, I'm looking forward to the June 25th uh, event. I, I'm just disappointed that I won't be there in person. Well, but I'm glad that you, I mean, you're welcome to come in person because Woody has a couch and I know you could sleep on it, but if you can't be there in person, Darren, or if anybody who's listening around the world wants to join in and, and be a part of it, yeah, it will be live streamed. Uh, we're actually investing a fair bit to make this a decent production as well. So it's not going to be one camera on the podium. We are going to have multiple cameras and movable cameras because Pete's going to have this be a really dynamic um, event. His his intent is that it's going to be presented in a series of almost seven minute sessions. So he'll talk on a topic and then immediately uh, goaltenders are going to be working on something. So it's a chance to get oh, really cool. active and involved. And if you want to join us virtually, you'll be able to do that. We'll have a link in the show notes um, for how you can sign up for the day. And if you're in the Vancouver area or you want to come down to Vancouver for the uh, for the day, it's going to be a full day, chance to hang out with Pete, chance to talk goaltending with Woody, and chance to rub shoulders with a, a number of really good goaltenders because Pete's going to have a bunch of his guys come and join us as well. Uh, I can't wait. Uh, I'm, I'm all over the uh, the virtual one. I'll be on the other side oh, of the country. Oh, perfect. So uh hopefully the the signal uh makes it uh all the way over there uh, i don't know woody are you back from like do you have any more world traveling to go i don't know if i'm allowed to i, I get in trouble every time i talk about my uh, we might have we might have a few trips to see some goaltenders might spend a little time up in Kelowna with a couple of guys you might have heard of Ooh. um over the course of the next couple of months 
I'm, I might, I might slip out of the country to Hawaii for seven days at some point here to do it. That, 100%, 100%. I'm looking for the next great um, Hawaiian goaltender. The first great Hawaiian goaltender. Yeah. And, and well, I was told that there's some pretty good guests coming up. So uh, you will go anywhere to, to grab uh, those guys. I'm not going to drop any names just well, yet, but uh, as we head into the off season, uh, there's, there's a, a, a lot of uh, athletes that are waiting to join. If you're an NHL goaltender listening to the show right now, and you're going to be in Hawaii in the next month or so, I suggest wearing dark glasses, a large hat, just slink along the beach so that Woody and his microphone can't find you. That's why I'm going for sure. Not because I haven't had a chance to surf in anything but a wetsuit for the last two and a half years. It will be nice to be in the water without being covered by four millimeters of neoprene for a change. I'm kind of looking forward to that. But yeah, hey, if we happen to catch up with a goaltender while I'm down there, I'm all in. I think there is a common tie between surfing and goaltending, and that's that you have to have range of motion in your hips. Like you cannot do either You're one screwed. without good hips. I'm actually, I actually just yeah, started a program, a hip program that is kind of was designed for goaltending. I just am starting to redo this program so that I can get up on a surfboard in Hawaii at the end of the month. So yeah, we got lots of good stuff coming up, Darren. You're right. We got uh, some big names from the National Hockey League. We've given them their break after their season has ended. And now we're nagging the crap out of them to come on the show. So lots of big names coming up here in the next couple of weeks, couple of months on the In Goal Radio podcast. Riding the wave on In Goal Radio, the podcast, uh, In Goal Mag, uh, ingoalmag.com, and uh, looking for the big one as we say goodbye and can't wait to talk to you next week. World Championship discussion and the final four at the Stanley Cup playoffs and who knows what else on this great journey. <laughs>